Yeah. Why well, they don't get a nigga like me to sing the national anthem at nothing? <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah. No, yo. Nothing. No, yo. No, yo. Give us a beat, baby. Some gangster shit, yo. Hey, 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 what's going on, guys? How are you doing? It has been a minute. This is Sunny D. I'm your host. This is still the YFYI podcast. And I was just looking through the archives here, and I know it's been a hot minute since I've done a podcast that people messaging me wondering is the YFYI podcast like obsolete did it you know did we did it go off the air like what's going on i think the last time episode 133 the last podcast was a meet the team 1.0 with josh that was august back in the beginning of august and here we are late mid late September, what has been going on? Sonny, D, where have you been? Kind of like, where's Waldo? I mean, I haven't been gone. I mean, no, those of you that follow me on Instagram know that I've still been posting there regularly. But yeah, I haven't recorded a podcast, haven't seen my uh, microphones, my setup, they probably have dust on them. I'm recording this on a backup microphone because, you know, I was just the other day, I was just thinking, I was like, man, I am slacking. I have a lot of, you know, subscribers and people that listen to the podcast and I haven't, I haven't dropped any episode. I haven't dropped an episode on YFYI podcast, haven't dropped an episode on the Rolling with the D podcast. If you don't listen to that one and don't follow that one, you should. It's a little different spin, a little different, you know, flavor. What's going on there? A lot of those are um, they're either been they've been shared on Facebook. I know they're on uh, they're in iTunes or on Apple Podcast. Uh, they're also on Anchor, which is one of my favorite uh, apps right now for if you're podcasting and that kind of. Even as I think about it, I'm like, well, why aren't you? I have to figure out a way to get both of my podcasts on Anchor because right now I just have the Rolling with the D podcast on Anchor. And so that one, I sometimes I do that on the go. But if I had both of these podcasts on Anchor, then I really would have no excuse because I could do both of them on the go. But the audio quality having the audio quality, having the ability to do my edits and have my microphones and stuff like that is not as easy with the Anchor app. But Anchor is awesome. If you guys don't have it, download the app, Anchor. I think it's anchor.fm if you're on the web. They have a web interface, but mainly mobile. A lot of uh, people are podcasting using the Anchor app right now. I know, you know, Casey Neistat, some of you guys know who that is. Super famous YouTube content creator, vlogger. Has he has a podcast on there, him and his wife, Candace. It's called Couples Therapy. It's uh, pretty awesome. I've listened to just about every episode. 
But there's a lot of people up and coming podcasters, seasoned, grizzled vet podcasters that are on Anchor. Anchor's making a move. But that has nothing to do with what's going on here, which is the clear, clear time lapse in between last episode and this episode. Episode 133 and this, which will be episode 134, what the hell's been going on? Why haven't you recorded anything? So I'm going to tell you. I'm going to bring you up to speed. And for those of you who are regular listeners to the YFYI podcast, welcome back. If you've never listened to a YFYI podcast, this is the podcast where you come to get your, you know, get your mind right, get your money right, get you thinking about how you're navigating through your first year in, whether you're a first-year stylist in the beauty industry, you're a first-year business owner in the beauty industry. And I know most of you, if you're listening to this, you've already gotten and probably read, hopefully read multiple times, YFY, your first year in the beauty industry, how to not just survive but thrive in the business of beauty. And maybe... Maybe you've gotten my second book, which came out earlier this year, which is YFYI Salon Ownership. Now, the ownership piece is going to be where you've made it, we'll say. We'll say you've made it. You've made it through your first year in the beauty industry. You made it. You made it. Actually, you did better than that. You made it through your first year in the beauty industry and maybe even your second or third you really started to get your stride going. And then this little voice in the back of your head started saying, oh, you know, what if I decided to go for it? What if I decided to do my own thing? And I had, you know, that thought in a kind of a little bit of a different way. Uh, when I decided to open a salon, it wasn't really, you know, me, you know, saying, what if I decided to do my own thing? It was me saying, I see a real situation developing in the industry, you know, as a teacher at the time and working in a salon and seeing all of these different uh, graduates of mine, you know, you kind of take it personal when you're training and developing people. And you're seeing them graduate and go out there and, you know, not come work in the salon that I was working in because we were pretty full at the time. We didn't, you know, have room for everyone. And the school started growing so fast. It was like, where are all these people going to go? So then it became more of a problem. You know, what if I open a salon and at the time, my thought process was I'm going to open this salon um, with the owner that I was working for. Like, I didn't want to have my own salon. I was like, we're going to open more salons. I'll be the, you know, head trainer, whatever I need to be, the workhorse, this, that, the other. I'll be that person. Um, but then that didn't happen. So then it became, uh, what if I decide, you know, to do this on my own? 
And so when I wrote this book, this second book, it was really about, you know, some of the things I've learned over the last, you know, nine, 10 years on my journey. And I'm still learning guys every single day. And that's why I, you know, I'm writing these books because I'm kind of documenting and it's a bit of reflection and it's a, it's a good way to, I think, help people that are coming up. Because if you can say, you know, there's going to be plenty of mistakes you're going to make, but say you read, you know, YFY for, you know, styles coming in the beauty industry, you then get to the point where you're like, well, I'm going to do a salon. So then you read, you know, YFY salon ownership and you can avoid a percentage of mistakes. I'm not saying avoid them all, but avoid a percentage of mistakes, you know, so you can get your business open and stay open for business as an owner. Make it through because in that first, if you're a new stylist, you know, I've recently I just saw a, uh, a graduate from, you know, one of uh, the local schools here, Paul Mitchell School in Tampa. And I saw her not in a salon. I saw her working at the hospital that was here. You know, I was going uh, to uh, visit my brother who's in the hospital and I go there and I'm, you know, going in and she's there. She's like, oh, hey, you know, you're, you're Sonny, right? Yeah, you came. She like saw me at a career fair or something like that. And so I was like, oh, yeah. And then I asked her, I was like, so what are you up to? Are you, you know, working in a salon as well? And she's like, no, I'm just doing this. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, but that's not, a, I, I wish I could say that was like a rare case, but it's not. You know, a lot of people, they're going to beauty school. And if they're not finding the salon, the career path, the the financial return on their initial investment, or not being set up for the reality of what is to come, they're then going into these alter, you know, careers that they never intended. So what sense does that make? And so with our salons, that's the main reason I wanted to, you know, to turn that around. And but realistically thinking, if you go to school for a year and then you work in a salon for you know a year, you're not going to be totally financially there. But if you go to school for a year and you're told that, you know, expect two year, three year, four years, you know, in the industry to really start to hit that, that financial, you know, that financial, uh, not security in the sense, but that financial prosperity where you're actually, you're, you're making a pretty decent, you know, income, then that could be a different case. But in so many cases, that's that's not what's happening. So I wanted to prepare new stylists with YFY, the first edition. And then the second one for new owners, because it's a whole different animal. So if you're listening to this podcast, you know that's um, kind of the two recurring themes that are going on. And um, I share things, you know, from my beginnings. I share things that I'm learning still, you know, and, and now as an as a business owner hiring people that are mostly our staff are people that are coming right out of school. Occasionally, we're hiring people that have some experience, but that's not what we're looking for. A lot of those people are looking for us, and they may not know it until they find us. But the reason why, I think because 
a lot of salons and companies are just not, they're not delivering. People want to grow. They want a career path. They want to be able to see where can I start and where can I get to. Whether it be, you know, moving from, you know, level one stylist or like in our company called Elements, Element one, Element two, Element three, Element four, you know, Element five, becoming a director, becoming an owner, uh, working on operations or working as, as an artist. Depends. What, what do you want to do? You know, and to be able to develop a career path where you have that kind of mobility and that's what people are looking for. So when we do get those people that come into our company that have been out there for a while that are like, eh, you know, I don't know, I don't know, and they're ready. I mean, we're talking, you know, they're they're just they're not growing, they're not seeing a path, they're not feeling like they're have that mobility that they're becoming. Not just that they're coming, right? Because excuse me, big yawn, big yawn, gotta drink some water. Because you can you can come to work, right? Every single day and do what it is you do. But what are you becoming at work? You know, that's the big thing. And that's the thing as a as a business owner, just as like a hairstylist. Initially, if you start as a hairstylist, the guest sits down in your chair and they want you to like give them a makeover or design their look. You know, you start with this. And then it becomes that. Well, as a business owner, it's the same thing. Somebody comes to you, their career is at whatever point it's at. You start with this, and then it becomes that. Like, what are you becoming? Some people ask the wrong questions, you know, when they're they're at a job and they're thinking, you know, what am I getting paid here? What am I making? Versus what am I becoming here? You know, and so I try to design a company where, yeah, you can definitely make money. It's not, you know, there's no question if you're willing to put in the work and be coachable and have a great image and have a great attitude, you know, fully jump in. You'll make plenty of money, plenty of money. And that's not an issue, right? That's going to happen. But that's not all there is. Right? What are you becoming in the process? What are you learning about yourself? What are you learning about other people? What are you learning about leadership? What are you learning about business? What are you learning about your art? What are you learning about life? What are you learning in the process? What are you becoming while you're a part of a company? You know, in our company, you know, people, just like every company, people come, people go. And a lot of times when people come, they are expecting one thing and they find out it's a whole other thing because it's not just a place where, you know, some people are, are looking, they have the concept of like work. They're just like, well, I'm just going to come, I'm going to cut hair, I'm going to leave. And that's it, right? And it's called Groundhog Day, same thing. But in our company, you know, things are changing, things are evolving. We're trying new things, testing new things. There's new challenges every single day. And there's expectations. And a lot of times, if if you're not expecting expectations, and expectations can catch you off guard. But when you're looking for that salon or you're looking for that company, I think these are the things that are important. And a lot of people will agree that they're important. But then it's like, oh, well, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do that. I got to, you know, so there's a lot of different, different uh, things that are going on. 
you know, in a company at any point in time that you'll have to think about. So whether you're in a salon or you're building a salon, you know, when I'm coming to the YFYI podcast, um, these are a lot of the ideas and the thoughts and the convos that I'm having, you know, things that are ha- I'm having with other people and I'm able to bring those to the podcast. So what happened? Right? Sounds great, Sonny, but where where the hell have you been the last month? So I, I figured, you know, I'd bring you guys up to speed a little bit on what's been going on. And uh, we'll kind of take it from there. So we, you know, started this company October uh, 2009. Wasn't my first salon. It was actually third attempt. I say third attempt. So it wasn't like third salon. It's like first salon, tried to do a partnership, didn't work, lost a bunch of money. Second salon, kind of was doing a partnership, didn't work, lost the rest of the money. <laughs> right? You know, first one's like lost chunk of money. And then second time lost the other chunk of money. Right? So then third time, as they say, is a charm, uh, was Oldsmar reopened and basically I just had to sell my ass off to convince the you know the owner uh, of the building and the that I was the right you know person for the space and you know take a you know gamble on me and this and that and da 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 anyway it worked right got open October and been hitting it boom ever since and then uh, we went through our you know first lease was like three years second lease we did five years so here we are at the end of the, the new lease and it's time to do you know a new uh, or the end of the second lease so it's time to do a new lease and so we're looking around you know and all of our other salons that have come after the first one we we've either you know like the second one was build up from the ground dirt floor like nothing built from the ground up so really got to play with like design and the whole headache of contractors and schedule and never things never running according to you know schedule and not being on time and this and that and all this stuff got that done and then since then it's been like okay that was a headache that was a pain in the ass so now I'm into this you know this kind of uh like remodel slash you know, buy and renovate slash uh, work on previous infrastructure slash not do a full build out. Okay. So that's what we've done with the other, you know, two uh, or from two, we've done that with like three, four, five, you know, six, been all kind of rehab, remodels or takeover type of scenarios, which is great. So then we're getting to this point with our first location that's that worked, Oldsmar. And it's time to either um, sign a new lease or figure something out. And we've been looking at the salon, and it, you know, it got us to the dance, but we weren't. It, it didn't really kind of. It was starting not to look like the other, the newer salons, as we start to develop really how our brand and our image looks. And it just, you know, it was kind of tired, kind of worn down, and try to work some things out with the uh, current owner, and just didn't quite go. Uh, how we wanted it to go and really we looked at you know the big thing in business the big thing in life the big thing in everything it's like you have to look at like what are the pros 
What are the cons? What are the pros of staying here? What are the cons? What could we do? And at the end of the day, it really just came down to, do we want to be an Ultimar? Yes, we could develop the pretty awesome business over the last nine years there. But do we want to stay in this space? Uh, do we want to like remodel this space? And the answer was no. And so I started looking around and like, I mean, quick like found a spot literally a mile away, vacant, uh, brand new, kind of brand new, I guess you could say. I mean, new building, uh, great, you know, kind of visibility on, on the street front. And our old salon, if you've never been in there, our storefront, kind of the buildings like in the, it's kind of reversed. So our storefront's actually like the back of the building, not on the street. And so the windows that we do have on the street, those are kind of the back of the building. So that's like where the office is and the back room and all that. Uh, so it's like we don't really have like a storefront, definitely no like walk, you know, in or walk by traffic, really. A lot of drive-by traffic, but this new space, we have a storefront, got some neighbors, which is another nice thing. We never really, you know, had any neighbors that whose businesses actually succeeded next to our other uh, location. So we've got some cool neighbors. We've got, and so it's like, all right, boom, I find the space, make the phone call, like found it like a Thursday. I'm like, oh, wow. It's like, this is cool. First, I saw it online. And when I saw it, it was like, it said like there was a salon already on that property. So I didn't even, I was like, ah, just kept looking around. And then actually did a drive-by and noticed actually there wasn't a salon. What there was, was a nail salon. And so the other end of the building, the other end cap, prime spot, was empty. And... I was like, oh, okay. Made a phone call. Literally, I think I drove by there maybe like a Wednesday night. Called the guy up. His number's on a little sign outside. Meet him Thursday morning with my uh, business partner, Jenna. She's there. Boom. Meet him. Look at the space. Hmm. I'd already window shopped it. Was like, yeah, let's go. And he's like, all right, well, you know, we got a couple people ahead of you and blah, blah, blah. And you know, some letters of intent. We might have a, a lease getting ready to be signed, yada, yada, yada. Maybe part tactic, maybe part truth. Doesn't matter to me because I just want to see, like, the numbers, see what the deal is. Uh, and then we ended up working it out to where whoever supposedly was in line, uh, the owner of the property felt we'd be a better fit, you know, better uh, mix for the tenants that were already there. And he was like... If, you know, you're able to get your spot, how soon do you think you'd be ready to execute a lease? And I'm like, well, how soon can you send it to me? Because we're like ready to go. You know, in our other place, they, they came at us like within a couple of weeks of our lease expiration and we're trying to put the pressure on. Like, oh, you have to renew or you this or that. So they started putting the pressure on and I didn't really like how that was going anyway. And I'm like, well, if we're going to move, we're going to give you at least a couple of months notice. That's what's standard. And But they came to us a couple of weeks before it was supposed to expire, probably probably assuming that we would feel the pressure and just re-sign anyway with not, no real concessions, no real like significant 
you know, change in this structure. And this is the thing, this is where you find out what you're made of because when that happened and then I find this other place, it's like you got to move. Now there's a time to move fast and there's a time to move slow. And the time to move slow is like when you're you're looking at your deal you're making sure, you know, things are checking out and you're thinking, you know, you got to you have to think asymmetrically, right? You have to think, okay, if I'm here now, but I'm going to be there in 2 to 3 years, what is that going to look like if I'm paying this? Do I want to keep paying that? How much am I going willing to invest? What what can I do? And then what kind of concessions? So, you know, I'm going back and forth and literally in 48 hours you know, we made a decision. We put an offer out there, uh, went back and forth with the, the potential new landlord a little bit to get a couple concessions, nothing major. Um, pretty much met him where he was at. I mean, as far as pricing, it was a good deal for him, good deal for us. Uh, we're saving saving money, got rid of some unused space, got a storefront, and then it became like, okay, now we got to get this thing built out. Luckily, um, I have a, a good buddy of mine that owns a, a beautiful salon that has a guy that's like a jack of all trades can do pretty much everything. So get with him and find out, you know, is he going to be available? He's like, yeah, you know, I tell him the timeline. So now this is like, you know, second week in, or no, this is first week of August, right? And so this is first week of August because we found out, oh, your lease is up. You got to make a decision by July 31st. So by August 1st, we had made the decision. We're going to go ahead and uh, not renew a lease. We're going to move. And then the pressure's on. And then they're like, you know, the old landlord and the guy that he had working for him, which really cost him the deal because we probably, if we had talked to, if I had talked to the landlord like the owner that I had been dealing with the whole time the past you know nine years we we might have been able to work something out but he had this new guy who was a I mean is a total dick and the way he was going about it was like he cost him the deal he made it easier I should say for us to move on even though you know it's a lot of you know we've been there for a long time and it's some money and it's how quickly are we going to be able to turn this thing around and now it's like okay we've got a little bit of runway because we got we have some, you know, security deposit that can pay for these last couple of months, so we could actually save money there, put that money towards the new build out. So we had a lot of decisions to make, a lot of moving parts. So I get with my my buddy, his guy's available. I'm like, listen, we got we got to go. We got a real short timeline. And so now, by the time we get started, you know, we're probably talking like, I mean, two three weeks, and all of those two three weeks weren't even weren't even full working days, probably talking a total of like 10 days, solid, maybe 11, I don't know, 12-ish to get this project done. Because now we're coming up on the beginning of September and we're running out of, you know, time to get it done. And this guy, I mean, you know, he worked a, uh, he worked a miracle. I mean, he, we came in and I did what I could do. I mean, I'm not like versed in all that, but what do you do? You know, when, when you have to, as, a, as the owner uh, of the company, as the holder and keeper of the vision, when you have to do, you just do. You roll up your sleeves, you figure it out, you make shit happen. And that's, 
And that's what a, a, a leader has to do. That's what a CEO has to do. That's what the owner of the company has to do. So, you know, I've been basically the last you know few weeks up until last week, you know, we, we actually did open uh, September 11th, first day in business at our new location. Applause, applause. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but, you know, the, the three, two, three weeks prior, I mean, I pretty much was just, I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt every single day covered in pain and dust and this and that, just in there, um, helping in any which way I could to get this place open. And we pulled it off. We had all hands uh, last uh, weekend, right before we opened, we had all hands on deck to, to move everything and, you know, big, uh, big thank you to, you know, Paul and Haley who helped out myself and Jenna, my business partner, so we could get all this stuff done, get everything moved, old salon to new salon and start getting everything set up. Um, Scott, the guy that I was telling you about, I mean, he, you know, really, you know, worked, I mean, worked it out. I mean, getting it all like ready to go, getting, uh, the, you know, rooms, our wash house and, you know, everything, our stations, you know, then there's all the logistics. So I'm kind of like, I somehow became like this general contractor coordinating everything and supplies and equipment and timelines and deliveries and <laughs> this and that and in the, you know, the painting of the, the entire space and all that. So all this is going on over the last few weeks. And in the middle of that, you know, we had our regular salon, you know, activities happening. We had our luau, end of the summer luau. I went on a cruise to uh, Cozumel, four days, cruise out of Tampa. In the middle of all that, um, that, that, you know, whirlwind of, of construction and activity, uh, went to our Atlanta salon for a couple of days. So when you think you are doing all you can do, then there's probably a little bit more that you can do. I don't even, it was like a blur. I needed like a, you know, a day and a half off just to recover from everything. And so last Tuesday, September 11th, we officially had our first day in business. We're taking guests. And it was just like seeing it all come together was, I mean, was amazing. I mean, it was it was tiring. I'm not going to lie. We were pulling some days. I mean, I'm talking 18, 19, 20-hour you know, days to get everything done. The last day, I think we started... Um, we started like late, I don't know, late morning, went all the way through the night. And I think by the time myself and Scott actually left, when I was dropping him off, it was like 8.30 a.m. September 11th, Tuesday morning. I'm dropping him off, come home, shower, take like a cat nap and then get right back to the salon to finish kind of straightening up. So as the team arrives, the girls are there helping me and get ready for like the first guest of the day. And then that day didn't end till like midnight. So that, that last couple of days, I mean, we're talking 
I mean, 20, at least 20 hour plus days. I mean, round the clock. Um, so yeah, I needed at the end of last week, I was like ready for a day of recovery and rest, but you do what you got to do. And that my friends is why I have not recorded any podcast in the last few weeks. But I'm back on it, you know, weekly. I'll be back. We'll be getting back to regular schedule, looking at, you know, lining up some new projects now that the salon's open. And there's like a few things that still need to be done, Um, little things here and there. I'll actually be in there, you know, today working on a few things. But, I mean, it, it it was something to pull off. You know, where most of the time you're talking, you know, you might have, you know, a a couple of months, two, three months. I mean, we're talking, you know, like two weeks. That's the kind of time frame. But we got it done. And, you know, with a little bit of determination, a whole hell of a lot of focus, and a just a desire to, you know, to do it and get it to, you know, to do it no matter what. Anything really is is possible. Uh, that salon is a testimony of that. And you want to see some pictures? I'll be throwing up some pictures on the gram, and I'm sure some of the other you know girls have thrown up some pictures as well. But definitely, I'll be throwing up some more pictures of the salon. It looks awesome. Uh, we're in there rocking and rolling, and excited to start this. You know this new chapter in our in our new our new uh, Oldsmar location and I'll be back on to recording the YFY podcast on a regular basis recording uh, the rolling with the deep podcast on a regular basis so hope you guys are excited to keep on listening and I'm working on I don't know if I have any dates I think I'm working on some dates to come out to a few schools, maybe something's going to be happening between now and the end of the year. It gets kind of crazy at the salon, you know, busy season, holiday season, this and that. Uh, but I may have a couple of dates going on. I know we've got some like trainings and stuff like that. Um, but other than that, you know, it's going to be, we got a few more months. I can't believe it. We're coming up on the end of 2018. You knew it was going to happen. I was talking about this at the beginning of the year. Before you know it, you can put your head down, you start grinding, you start going, you start moving. Before you know it, you lift your head up and you're like, damn, the whole year has almost gone by. And and then you have to start thinking about, oh my goodness, like, yeah, the new year, now what am I going to do? So, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty excited. I mean, we've got a lot going on at the Salon 1.0, definitely. Uh, still working on project expansion, uh, working on getting some of these other locations. Our Austin location is doing awesome. I'll be out there uh, next week working with the Austin team, so that's happening. Got a couple other things in the works, uh, but definitely I'll get back on a regular recording schedule for the podcast, both the YFYI podcast and the Rolling with the D podcast. And last thing, just I want to leave you with, I know uh, we've gotten some reviews. Um, If you do leave a review for the podcast, then that is how you can get some limited edition YFYI swag. 
that'll be coming out to your door in a beautiful package as soon as your review is verified. So you can leave that review wherever you're listening to this podcast for an Apple podcast. Usually takes about 24 hours for the review to post. And then once I can identify you or your review or you identify you and your I will send you out a limited edition YFYI t-shirt. So that's what's going on there. Um, Other than that, guys, that's the update. That's what's been going on. That's why you haven't had any episodes lately. No, it's a lot, but, you know, I summed it up in about 30 minutes. So looking forward to getting to the next episode, uh, recording regularly, and talking to you guys real soon. And remember, for all things YFYI, you can just go to yourfirstyearin.com. If you need to grab a book, grab another book, grab the other book, yourfirstyearin.com. You can do all that kind of cool stuff there. On that note, I'm going to be signing off for now, guys. Uh, Thanks for listening to another episode of the YFYI podcast. And remember, this is the place where you come to learn how to build your business right once. Or else you'll be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you soon.